Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your breakthrough coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hello there. So glad to have you back again with me this week. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. You may have heard me talk about Betty before. Betty is the name my wife gave to the unhelpful voice in her head. I haven't named my voice because I don't hear her as clearly. She's a lot like me. She sounds like me, but she's the opposite of me in her lack of optimism, drive, kindness, and can-do-it attitude. Maybe I should call her Bizarro Elise. Unless you're a Seinfeld or Superman fan, just ignore the last thing that I said. Anyway, our brains are powerful, and sometimes we need help channeling that power to be more helpful in our lives. Enter Mindy Huebner. Mindy is an intuitive mindset mastery coach, an IBCP certified NLP practitioner, health life and success coach, and clinical hypnotherapist. Mindy knows rewiring your brain is the key to unlocking your magic so that you can create a soul aligned business and extraordinary life. Her number one mission is helping women to reveal and release their limiting beliefs and embrace the confident, wildly successful humans they already are on the inside. I got to talk with Mindy about all of this and more. Take a listen and stay tuned to the end for the question of the week. Mindy, I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to join you. Yeah. You know, everybody just heard your bio, and I think it's really apparent from that that you've invested just a ton of time and energy and effort into building your expertise and building your knowledge and how you support people. And that's a big commitment. So that means that you felt at some point you got pretty certain about where you were headed with things. Like, how is it that you came to do this kind of work? First of all, thank you is the first time I think anyone's ever acknowledged it in that way. Like the reason that you've done this is because I got clear and I got real passionate about who I could serve in a very finite capacity. You're exactly Mm -hmm. right. You're exactly right. It was 2015 and the doors to the company, I was in direct sales company. I led a large organization the doors closed my division. And it was this moment of you get to do something else. Mm-hmm. And I had a realization that the way that I had been being successful was not sustainable. Mm. It was burnout. I was exhausted. I had always prided myself on being a type A, never stop, like rest is lazy mm-hmm. and and realized wow, was that harmful to me that that mindset is not sustainable. You can't 24-7 hustle forever. Right, (laughs) right. You can't. And so the first huge breakthrough was the rest is lazy, like ditching that. The moment that I could step into what a lie that was and how much success that was blocking from me, Mm -hmm. The moment I shifted that limiting belief, boom, so many things opened up for me and it allowed me to then see, and I know now, see the possibilities because our brain deletes, distorts, and generalizes based on what we believe. Mm -hmm. So there were so many things I couldn't see because of this belief that rest was lazy. I couldn't That was kind of like the starting point. That was was the first Yeah, it was like a boom. And then that took me into, okay, well, how does our brain work? And I started digging into that and habits and digging into that. And I got health coaching certification. And then I got life coaching certification. And I got success coaching certification. And I just started like really digging in and putting tools in my tool belt to help mm-hmm. my client. And as I did that, she became more apparent. Mm-hmm. And and anyone that's listening that's a coach knows when you work with a client that you love, like that you're like, okay, these are the qualities that I love. And here's what I'm going to attract more of. And here's what I'm going to focus on more. And that slowly honed into mindset because it's the foundation of everything. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you do. 
what you're thinking about it yeah it shifts what happens in the container and so that i realized was my sweet spot that i was obsessed with helping people rewire their brain so that and then you fill in the blank like for me it's an extraordinary life and a soul aligned business mm-hmm. not a business that you have to give everything to a business that serves you first mm-hmm. and then you have it all to serve. Like you're at your highest and best. And so it gets to look how you want it to look. It gets to feel how you want it to feel. Very successful women can get caught in the trap of it has to look exactly like ex-guru said. Yep. And then there's this self-doubt about, well, what if I want, what if I don't want to spend as much time in my business? I'm going to lose revenue. I'm going to. And they come to me when they're at that crossroads. And we just like get rid of those lies, right? So that they can just step into being the woman who has yeah. a successful business on her terms. Right. And, and it sounds like her version of success, like her definition of success exactly. rather than somebody else's. Yeah. The, the guru thing I think is so, it's it's really tricky because I think there's a lot of, there's there's a lot of coaching out there. A lot of things that are being labeled as coaching that is really just do what I did. Yeah. Um, rather than really helping people discover their own standard, their own desire, and then how to get there. In my coaching, I definitely have a model for approaching things, but it's all about customizing it for the person, you know, in front of us, right? And so I think I think that that whole guru thing can be really, really sneaky thing that people don't realize they're buying into, that it's somebody else's definition of success. 100. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that's something that we talk about. Like, what is success? What does Mm -hmm. that look like? What does it feel like? What does it taste like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like externally? Like, let's dive into who you get to be and let's start being her right now. Yeah. It's not always going to be a private jet for everybody. (laughs) Exactly. Because I don't want a private jet. Just for the sake of our environment too. No, that's how I am about like totally. a fight. In my in my first marriage, I had uh, my husband always like he wanted a boat. We had a boat. It was like a little, uh, not little. It was a wakeboard boat. Um, and I was just like, <laughs> one of my biggest reliefs in our divorce was like not having all these toys to worry about anymore. <laughs> like, I don't want a boat. I don't, don't want to be maintenance want... man. Yeah. Like I don't, don't want to clean everything. Yeah. yeah, but that's me. And that, but and it, his definition of success is having the boat, and that's okay. That's his, you know? And so, yeah, not buying into to other people's. I want to I wanna rewind for a second, though, yeah. because I think it's really interesting because I'm sure other people got laid off during that time, too, right? When, when this division shut down, right? Other people got laid off. And this happens to people all the time. They get laid off. But you didn't kind of go into default, like, oh, right. here's what I was doing before. I'll get my resume out there and circulate it. Like, what do you think it was in you that said, oh, not this anymore? I Like, I'm doing, like, a full stop on this. and pivoting. I was at the right place at the right time, spiritually, mentally, like all the things, you know, all the, all the work that I had been doing, all the inner work, all the growth just all came together at a head. And I've always had the superpower of, well, let's look for the silver lining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this has always been a superpower of mine. And that's not how everyone's wired. So do you know, do you know your Enneagram type? I'm a three, two wing. Okay. Um, However, I sounds very seven. So I just was that's why I was curious. It's not. Yeah, I feel like ah, me and Enneagram don't really. Yeah, like, it's okay. If yeah. for whatever reason, like I, I'll see things and go, yeah. And then I see other things like, nah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it just all came together at one time. And I took the opportunity to say, I still want to be successful. And I still want to make great money. And I still want to work on my own terms. So what does that get to look like? And does the road to that look like something else? What Mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't going to look like was doing things like I had done them as far as the 24-7 hustle and the business lazy. Being, you know, selling, being in customer service, like serving people, teaching, coaching, mentoring, I've done that my whole adult life. There was no question that that was still going to happen. Yeah. I was just going to show up differently for me so that my business could serve me and then I could be at my highest and best. And that was that moment was also then the shift of me realizing, well, this is what I get to help other women do. Mm-hmm. As well. I know, isn't that the cool part, right? You're like, oh, oh, it gets to be this amazing ripple. 
Ripple, so yes, yes. I use that all the time. I know. I love it. It's just such a, a wonderful visual, right? Like I, 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 in fact, I, I go so far as like part of my life philosophy is, and this is so I'm Enneagram nine, which I'm very aware of like impact on people and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so I always think of it as like the world is covered and just like a, some water and we're tromping around in it, right? And so we like, so we should be thoughtful, I think, about the ripples that we're creating and be intentional about it because it's going to happen no matter what. And I, I think that that's a power that's really scary to people is that we actually matter. Like we matter and what you do matters. And so maybe we should be intentional about what we're doing so that we can matter as much as we want to matter, as, matter in the ways that we want to. One of the things you talked about in kind of delving into this, like realizing it's almost like that was like a keystone limiting belief around rest is lazy, right? It was like, you took that out and it all seems like it crumbled or started crumbling, right? But you said you really wanted to figure out, you know, how do our brains work? So how how do they work? Like how, yeah. how do they help us create what what we really desire? So your brain deletes, distorts, and generalizes based on what you believe. Wait, say it again, because you said it fast. So I want everybody to hear it because I yeah. love it. It deletes, distorts, and generalizes based on what you believe. So here's how that process works. You think a thought habitually over and over again. It becomes, besides triggering an emotion that is also that you've done over and over again, a very well-rehearsed thing, it triggers that emotion and it becomes a belief. It becomes an I am. And what we say after I am are some of the most powerful words in the universe. And we can use this for good and we can use it, quote unquote, for evil, right? Like, yeah, when, when you said the most powerful words as like, oh, this power is like with great power comes great responsibility, responsibility. like Spider-Man style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. when we think a thought habitually over and over again, it becomes a belief and it is an, a not empowering belief. It's a disempowering belief. Like I am overwhelmed. Mm hmm. This is a huge one, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I am a terrible time manager. Mm -hmm. When we say that about ourselves, here's how amazing you are. You think a thought, it becomes a belief, you feel it emotionally, it's a memorized thing, and you create habits to prove you right. Yeah, we want to be right. <laughs> you're always winning the game you're playing. Yeah. Are you playing a game you want to win? Because you're always winning and you can look around I your love life. love that. Okay, wait, I got to I gotta pause you again. Huh? All right, she's got, you guys, she's got the sound bites here and I want to make sure you hear them. You're, let me make sure, oh, no, you just say again. Well, I'll try it. Yeah. I'm going to try it. I'm going to okay. try it, okay? You always win the game you're playing, but is this a game you really want to win? Okay, okay. So see, yeah, say more about that. Yeah, so you're always winning the game you're playing. What are you saying habitually because you're creating habits to prove it. If you're not sure what your limiting beliefs are or what's the first thing you get to stop doing, we won't even say start. For the people who believe that they're overwhelmed, right. we won't even say, what do you get to start doing? How about <laughs> what do you just get to stop doing? Yeah. And you'll see, you get to just start looking at some habits in your life that aren't serving you. Mm -hmm. And then you can reverse engineer that to your belief around being this person and the belief starts in a thought. Everything starts in a thought. Mm -hmm. Everything. This also shows you like you literally create your reality. So this is interesting because, and I'm curious to know about different people that you work with because my wife and I are kind of funny this way where she is very clear. Like she's like, I have this voice in my head. Her name is Betty. She's at Biatch and she doesn't talk nice to me, right? Like it's kind of speaks very clearly to her. And mine is not clear. Mine okay. is kind of like, I always say that mine's sneaky, but what I'm hearing you say is for those of us like me who doesn't know that Betty was even talking, like, I feel like Betty's the one that's just like, I don't know, I think ice cream sounds good right now when I really don't like, it's probably not the best idea because I had ice cream like the last four nights or something, you know, something like that where it's like really, where I really don't want to win that game. I don't want to win the game where I eat ice cream every night because it feel like shit, right? So I think that's where it's like where you're saying, watch your actions, then your habits can inform you of the thoughts if the thoughts aren't crystal clear to you. Is that am I getting that right? Yes. If you're not even for your wife, like, and that mean girl in her head, that's ego, that's a protection. Here's the mm -hmm. other thing. 
all of that are pr- protections, air quotes around protections mm-hmm. for us, because that's what a limiting belief is. It mm-hmm. limits us from change. Mm-hmm. So the, we want to stay, the brain wants to keep us in love, safety, and belonging. It wants to stay in the known. It has no idea that eating ice cream for you every night is like throwing off your gut biome, right? It has yeah. no idea that you're lactose intolerant, whatever the right. deal is, right? Yeah, right. I right. am. So I don't eat ice cream. We do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't, your brain doesn't know good habit, bad habit, and I don't even like those, empowered, disempowered, right? Mm-hmm. Your brain doesn't know habits that serve and habits that don't because your brain will trigger you to stay in the known. Mm-hmm. This is why quitting smoking can be so difficult. This is why when we want to change our lifestyle, the way we move our body, the nutrients that we take in. I don't, I'm not a fan of diet culture, but I absolutely am a fan of high nutrient and choosing foods that give us energy. And so when we want to change that, that's why those New Year's resolutions, all that kind of stuff, that's why, you know, a week later, it's like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's a couple things going on in there. So to go all the way back to what you said, just to recognize your limiting beliefs, even if they are clear, even if the Biatch Betty is very clear about X, Y, Z, you can see the fruition in your life. If you're not sure that it's actually a limiting belief, Mm. that's where, so it's so habituated to hear her. You don't actually pay attention to her. Mm. You just, you hear the thought and then you feel the feeling and it's a belief. And so you show up in that belief, right? Mm -hmm. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Like, how many of us play this game and no one's saying, and please hear this, no one's saying you actually aren't experiencing tiredness or exhaustion. Mm-hmm. No one's saying you're not experiencing overwhelm. What I'm saying to you is it does not have to be the core of your being. And the moment that you switch your identity mm-hmm. is where the magic starts to happen. Mm-hmm. Because an identity in that case is keeping you in this box that right. is limiting. I am tired. I am overwhelmed. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're, you're, this is your identity mm-hmm. where could you be an entrepreneur who's feeling a little tired today? Like mm-hmm. th- this is not, we're not lying to ourselves. Right. That's, not, that's, that's not the thing. What we are doing is disconnecting the hat of I am overwhelmed. Like this encompasses everything about me. Mm-hmm. I can experience overwhelm. It does mm-hmm. not have to, you know, be my scarlet letter. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh gosh. I like, yeah, I can almost picture that. Somebody with a big old red O on their, on their right. chest, right? For sure. For sure. So in that sense, like our brains, you know, can be the buzzkill. They can be the hurdle that gets in the way. They're the roadblock, you know, they're, they're the, the limiting guide for us to, like you said to keep us safe so how do you you know change that like how do you make it more of a superpower instead of like the buzzkill or the energy oh. drainer or the the roadblock so start recognizing number one the disempowered habits mm-hmm. that you're operating in uh two give yourself a break and recognize that they are just habits mm-hmm. your brain loves rinse and repeat so mm-hmm. you are not your habit It's okay if you're thinking this on a habitual basis. You now know I can think a greater thought. Yeah. I can catch myself in the cycle of either thinking, feeling, or behaving overwhelmed or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and then recognize it. So this is what I talk to my clients about all the time. Okay. We don't normally go from zero to 60. Like it's Mm -hmm. not like boom. Overwhelm, right? Like, well, that's right. it. We're there. What happens is we're like, oh, there's a lot to do today. Oh, you know, oh, the point, this person's late. Oh, the, and it starts to ratchet up mm-hmm. and we start to think it and we start to feel it. And then we start that cycle of overwhelm. So as we cast a vision of the woman who may experience overwhelm, but is not the spokesperson for overwhelm, right? Right. Then we can, when we cast votes to being and thinking a greater thought, we can catch that feeling sooner. And so we might catch it all the way here, like we're in a spin out and we got to go take five and breathe and put our bare feet in the grass and Mm -hmm. get out of this overwhelm, right? And there's no... There is no room for shame or guilt in this. This is just about getting curious 
about mm-hmm. old ways of operating that are no longer serving you. So yay, you're you're going to like start to shift. Yeah. You get to want it more than you fear it. And so when you start recognizing where you're at, then you can start recognizing a little bit sooner, a little bit sooner. It's like when you're hungry or when you have to go to the bathroom, women are notorious for being like, I'll eat in a minute. I'll eat in a minute. I'll eat in a minute. And you're I don't like, know what you're then, talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, of course not. Because then the next thing is, I need a Snickers. Like, right? It's I'm, the commercial. I'm taking a drink of my fizzy water right now. <laughs> and we do the same thing with going to the bathroom. So yes. your body signals both those things for you. Well before you're ready to dive into the pan of brownies because you haven't eaten all day and well before you're doing the dance, mm-hmm. the potty dance, right? Mm-hmm. It's telling us the whole time. It's like, hey, hey, you should probably eat. Hey, hello. Hey, do you hear that growling? Hey, do you, are you experiencing that brain fog? Hey, hey. <laughs> so we get to like catch it sooner and sooner and sooner. We're being triggered, triggered in a good way. Like it's true. It's showing right. us triggers that whole time. So we don't have to wait until it's like, oh my gosh, I need a nap now, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's gone so far. We get to recognize it at, oh, it's time to eat. Like, oh, I'm allowing myself to get into the old habit of being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So with with something like that, when you're talking about casting votes, to you, does that mean, because to me, I think of like James Clear and Atomic Habits. and 100. Okay. Oh, and so it's like, it's James really Clear. like taking that action, right? Doing some sort of action, doing something that is in favor of this identity that you are becoming. Yes. And it doesn't have to be an actual action. Okay. I have expanded that and I have found in my work that casting votes is also pausing Mm. an action that's not serving you. Mm-hmm. It's pausing and asking yourself, who am I being and who do I want to be? Yeah. And that alone can stop a pattern, stop a cycle, be enough of a pattern interruption for you to then stop what's causing you to not cast a vote, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that that's the magic. When I say your brain deletes, distorts and generalizes based on your beliefs, It has to, because the amount of data that comes at us, let's say it's 60 to 70,000 bits. I think the, like the statistics, 60 to 80 or something like that. Okay. Thousand bits in a day, your brain can process five to seven. So it has got to delete, distort and generalize through some filter or you'll be that exploding emoji, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Your brain's just gone. It's done. It goes offline. You've got to have a process of filing. It's like mm-hmm. your email inbox when you set it up to do certain things, right? This goes right. here, that goes there. It's the same thing with your brain. You have a RAS, you have a reticular activating system that is also the filter in there. Will you explain what, what the RAS is? Because I, I always heard it as like the example I always heard is like, oh, you just bought like a Honda CRV and now you see Honda <laughs> CRVs everywhere, right? Like your brain is just now fully aware of that. But how would you yes. describe it? Is that, so does that I, work? I would, yes. So what you just described is the Bader-Meinhof theory and what it's proving to you is once you bring something unconscious conscious now you're like well it's everywhere this honda Mm -hmm. crv is everywhere and that's happened to all of us Mm -hmm. the beauty is you get to say hey i want to be conscious of something now it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be oh you know i think i'll go get a new car like you get to do it in right. a much more proactive way. Well, and it sounds like it also in a very gentle way, right? Like you yeah. said, where you get to be aware of it in a very curious way rather than judgmental, beat myself up for it, there I go again kind of way. Yes. What is, do you have a trick for people around language around that? You know, to, because I'm, I feel like when we go through coach training, we learn just so much for ourselves, right? Oh, for sure. So it's taken me, you know, a lot of work and practice to be more of a noticer of myself to be the observe outside of myself and and be gentle with myself and be kind of like a curious little scientist to be like, Oh, that's interesting. Look what Elise just did, right? <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, I'm curious. So what are your recommendations on that on helping people be more gentle when they're are choosing to bring something to consciousness, but then be able to do that in a way that's not going to just make them feel shitty? Yes. There are several very strategic word swaps that I really highly encourage and or teach clients like to use. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is swapping out but for and. Mm, So but, (laughs) but 
just ends. It, it ends and it negates what you said before. Mm-hmm. I really like what you said, at least, but. Or like, oh, I really ouch. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was a really great idea, at least, but. But. <laughs> and I could now here is something that opens and expands. That was a really great idea. And here's what I'd like to add to the conversation. Here's mm-hmm. what my perspective is. I didn't negate what you said. I didn't stop your end of the conversation. I expanded it. I opened a door instead of closing. Yeah. That's how I like to look at, but for and. And, and it's more accurate. Forward. It's, it's yeah. more accurate. Like both of these ideas, both of these things actually do exist for people, right? You know, so it's just like, exactly. I just feel like it's a more accurate word usage, really. And you can, you occasionally, however, gets to go mm-hmm. in there because uh, mm-hmm. there could, it might not be an and. It might not be, we can have both. I was like, yes, yeah. I understand you did this. However, mm-hmm. <laughs> so occasionally, however, but I love, I love and for, but that's, mm-hmm. that's one for sure. Another one is getting rid of the shooting and the have tos and yes. the need tos. And I'll get deeper on need to and exchanging all of that for get to. Mm-hmm. I get to get curious about how my brain works. I get to understand how to shift where my thoughts go habitually. I get to. What I love about get to is, and even if it's not a hundred percent true, we're acting like we have a choice because mm-hmm. you do. I'm thinking about, so I don't know if you have children, I have grown children. And when they were younger, I would say, Hey, don't forget about emptying the dishwasher. You know, would you, that's not true. I would say, would you empty the dishwasher for me? They knew it was not actually an option. <laughs> However, I was giving them the opportunity to say, yes, I will right now, or yes, mom, in 15 minutes, right? Right. I gave them choice. I -hmm. gave them autonomy over when something happened. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we want for ourselves. We are so much more empowered when we don't feel like someone is telling us what to do. You should do this. Mm -hmm. You have to do that. Like get your finger out of my face and Mm -hmm. stuff. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) I am so like buck authority. Don't tell me what to do. That is my wife. She is, you would not know it until you've done it. Like she is a rebel, but you don't realize that about her. She's like a top secret rebel. And then all of a sudden you see it like happen. You see her like quite a like steal her jaw and you're like, oh, never mind. I, no, you're good. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> it, it, so I love that you have choice and get to, yes. here's how get to came into play for me, specifically with a client. I realized that it was just a swap I just made automatically years ago. I was on a call with a client and something, something, I have to pick up my kids. And I said, well, don't you like them? Don't you, <laughs> don't you want to pick them up? We don't realize the power of the words that we're using yeah. either. The moment we ditch, I have to move my body today to I get to move my body today. Wow. Just the things that open up for us are yeah. unbelievable. This is also shifting your filter. Mm-hmm. This is allowing more possibility for your RAS to come in. You're deleting, distorting, and generalizing based on the belief that you get to, which mm-hmm. will show you more possibilities than you have to. Now, if something it. is have to, I will say these steps are essential mm-hmm. for creating what you want. Mm-hmm. This thing is essential. Not you have to do this, Elise. However, mm-hmm. this is essential if you want this. Yeah. So what do you want to do? So again, that feels much more expansive than you should and you have to. And my last swap, I'm sorry, I'm on a tangent now, but I love this question. You, no, do it. Do it. <laughs> my <laughs> last love, swap, this is a big one for me. I love this stuff. Okay, good. Especially for ditching that shame and that guilt instead of I should have done it this way. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I do that? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? We get to now say next time in the future mm-hmm. and from now on. Love it. So much more kindness and compassion in that while still showing up for ourselves and then recognizing, okay, I didn't like the way I showed up right there, but I'm not going to beat myself up over it because it doesn't serve me. Next time, mm-hmm. I'm going to recognize. Next time, I'm going to try something different. In the future, I'm going to remember how this felt. 
mm-hmm. and do my best to show up differently, to say something differently. There's just so we we tend to fight so much for our limitations. And when we rewire our brain, we then get to fight for our limitlessness. Like mm-hmm. every vote that we cast towards that identity gets to be towards the identity of a limitless human, not a limited human. Like, I wish we were live right now and people can see your energy, like how you shifted when you went, talk about fighting for limitations versus limitless. Like you just like lit up saying that part. I love it. I love, this is why I like doing what I do. I love having these conversations. It's so interesting because the whole wish I would have, I should have, that's one that I've, n- I had never really focused on much before. I've worked on the, the other ones and I love having swaps for that and helping people with that. But I really had never had those other ones. And it's only been recently that I've noticed them. The should have, would have, I wish I would have, that kind of thing that I've noticed them even as limiting beliefs. It's like, it wasn't something that I was aware of, but what it really is, is just arguing with reality. It's done. It happened. You did it. Like, you want to stay there? Do you really want to stay there? (laughs) And how about the energy that is wasted? Words are containers. They either give us energy or they take it away. Mm -hmm. And so should have, and all of that, right? Have to, need to, that is very like pulls the energy down, but get to in the future. And next time, again, we're opening to possibility. Mm -hmm. We're opening to the energy because energy is finite for us, Mm -hmm. right? We only have so much. We're a battery, just like our cell phone. And so what we get to do is be adding to that energy instead of stealing from it, right? In, In the way that we talk to ourselves, in the way that we recognize what's going on around us. 100, like just really using it in that way instead of, instead of, and I said, I would tell you like how I feel about the word need. So I'm so glad because I was going to ask you because that's, I feel like that is, that is the cop out that I notice that people do where they'll be like, well, you know, I don't have to, but I do need to like, they kind of like, like, well, but it sounds like you're still using the same energy around it. So tell me more about that. (laughs) So when we talk about need, is it essential? Like I said, is this like, this is essential for me doing this, Mm -hmm. right? So I need to, if I want this thing, however, essential is very different. Like this is, this is a foundation for this result. Right. The other way to look at need is, is this like a deep desire? Like I need this, like I need it, right? That kind of need is very different than at least you need to, right? Yeah. So again, we're there with energy and what we're making that word mean. And when we are talking about our deepest desires, like I need to go to the ocean this week because, oh, I need to film myself up again. Oh my gosh. Yes. Exactly. We are talking about fulfilling our deepest desires, that sort of need, that sort of yearn, very different than shaking that finger. You need to. Need to. I love it really, really get that finger out of my face. Don't tell me what I have to or should do or need to do. <laughs> so one of the things I know that you talk about is mental rehearsal. Mm. So what is that? <laughs> oh, you guys, she's rubbing her hands together. She did a happy dance. So what does that do to rewire our brains? Like how how does mental rehearsal fit into all of this? Because this is something I know I've I've played with off and on throughout the years. And I, I want to know more. I want to, it's like, I want to, I want to figure out like how to, how to tap into that. For sure. This is, your brain doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. Mm -hmm. And either does your body when you think a thought. You can pull in what you want. It doesn't, you don't have to be experiencing happiness in the moment to think a happy thought and feel happy. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be experiencing sadness in a moment. For your body to remember what sadness feels like and call it in, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're yeah. all adept at this very much. So normally, again, we don't use it to empower us. We use it to disempower us. Right. However, since the brain doesn't know the difference between real and imagined, one of the benefits of mental rehearsal is releasing some stress around showing up in a new way mm-hmm. or in a more refined way from how we have in the past. Mm-hmm. So this is casting our vision. The way we use mental rehearsal is we have a well-formed outcome. And it's not just because we talked about casting the vision, casting the vote. 
we have a well-formed outcome. I'm going to use water as an example. This, this is, there's water in here. <laughs> it's a coffee cup, but there's water in it. I trust um, you. I trust you. <laughs> I could have a well-formed outcome of drinking eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day. Mm-hmm. That's a great outcome. And outcomes get to be milestones as we become the women who. So I work mm-hmm. in identity. Because this is how we habitually drink Mm -hmm. water is when I have the identity of a water drinker. Anyone can choke down eight glasses of water in one day. Anyone can make themselves do it. Well, okay, almost anyone, right? I won't speak in such absolutes. We can muscle our way through something once, Mm -hmm. twice, three times. And then like that muscling If we are not actively calling in and embodying the woman who, Mm -hmm. willpower's done. We're done Mm -hmm. with the willpower. Motivation is garbage. Like you get to do it because you are embodying the woman who. Mm -hmm. So if my well-formed outcome for my mental rehearsal is seeing myself drink eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day, like the result at the end of the day, the identity of a water drinker is hydrated women run the world, first of all, right? Like, and my brain is functioning higher. I am more productive, more focused, more creative when I drink water because my body doesn't create it. It Mm -hmm. only has what I put in it. My whole system needs water to function at its best. My joints, my digestive system, all of it. Think about the dried up sponge on the side of your sink. Mm -hmm. Like this is your brain when it doesn't have, when you're not hydrated. Right. Yeah. The more that we hydrate and choose to hydrate ourselves, then the more we embody the identity of the woman who. So if I if my mental rehearsal, if I still go from start to finish, I see myself wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is have my first eight ounce glass of water, like down it as I'm brushing my teeth. Right. And then I see myself at 10 o'clock in the morning and I've had a cup of coffee and I go, oh, you know what? Now I'm going to have a glass of water. That's going to trigger me to remember my next glass of water. And then Mm -hmm. it's noon and I'm going to hear the timer go off on my phone to say, hey, babe, are you hydrating? And right. Like we get to see ourselves. We get to see ourselves drinking out of fun, fancy glasses and making our water, ice water, adding lemon, we get to create this beautiful vision. Now it's the end of the day. My feet are kicked up. Truth be told, I've gone to the bathroom a lot because, you know, when you're hydrated, you go to the bathroom. (laughs) We like to keep it real. I'm just being honest with people, right? And my skin is looking better because I'm staying hydrated. I experienced less brain fog. Like I had more energy and I see myself at the end of the day. And instead of just sitting in the outcome, we take it a step further and I recognize myself. I am embodying the woman who I know what it tastes like to be a hydrated woman. I know what it feels like Mm -hmm. internally, externally. I know what it sounds like. It Mm -hmm. sounds like me running the water. It sounds like the water going through the filter. It sounds like the timer going off to remind me, right? It sounds like, it tastes like, it feels like. It Mm -hmm. looks like when we just dive into a swimming pool of the outcome, we are really becoming the woman who, and the outcome is just like a good little, like, good job. Yeah. Of course you did it because you're the woman who. Well, and I, I love that you're talking about all of the senses, like the sensory experience of all of that, because I think we can spend so much time in our brains trying to think of how to do this and imagining all these things. And that is, I think, such an it's a a nice tool to use to be able to say, like, what would this actually look like to be this woman, right? It looks like somebody like you said, somebody who drinks a glass of water when as soon as she wakes up, right? It looks like somebody who drinks a glass of water when she finishes her coffee, it looks like you're right. So it's like to be able to say, like, this is what it would actually look like. This is what the experience would be, I think is just so powerful. I love that. And you are, so I'm going to give you my magic for like the magic on the magic for doing this. So first of all, just so everyone knows, mental rehearsal, this is gold medal Olympic athlete stuff. That's who mentally rehearses. I say like for real, you guys, for real. <laughs> like yeah. like yeah. literally, she's talking literally here. Yes. This is Michael Phelps won a gold medal by mental rehearsal because when you become a master at mental rehearsal, you don't just mentally rehearse A to B. That's the perfect 
that it, that it absolutely works out perfectly. You learn to go, Oh, I may have to pivot and the outcome is not going to change. I am still going to be the woman who gets eight, eight ounce glasses of water at the end of the day, mm-hmm. period. So mm-hmm. even if, so I mentally rehearse anytime I'm going to come on a podcast or do anything. And I know technical difficulties could happen. They are not going to throw me off. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to panic. I'm going to still show up as the woman who like brings massive value to the podcast and is your most downloaded episode. Like this is my intention when I come to a podcast. Nothing that happens in the middle is going to stop me from being that woman at the end. Mm -hmm. And that is like major mental rehearsal. That is when you've you've really mastered it. So how do I mentally rehearse something that I'm not sure about that I haven't shown up as without having a bunch of doubt and disbelief around it. So we are going to get into our, of course, energy. Of course, energy is having energy. It's already done. I already have the glass in my hand. What we don't want to be in is wanting energy because wanting is wishy hopey energy. Like, I hope I drink all the water today. I wish I could be someone who drinks really <laughs> That is just, there's already disbelief in that. Uh uh So you get to step into your, of course, energy. Where Mm -hmm. am I going to find, of course, energy? You have tons of empowered, of course, energy in your life already. Think of something, and it doesn't have to be anything major, but I see a puppy. Probably Yep, that's Baxter back there. Okay. (laughs) I see Baxter in the background. So specifically for you, some, of course, energy could be, you walk Baxter after dinner or whatever, right? Baxter jumps up on the couch between you and your wife when you're watching The Office, like whatever Mm -hmm. it is. This is some really great, of course, energy. Mm -hmm. It's automatic. It's empowering. Mm -hmm. Makes you feel good. Like you just show up in it because it's who you are. You're Baxter's mommy. I don't know, Mm -hmm. right? Like his pet parent, right? Okay. So you just show up in it. Like it's easy for you. It's your identity. So you get to take that, of course, energy, call it in, right? Like I love you just breathed in. You actually just breathed in. You just went. Uh Yeah, call this, call your, of course, energy and whatever it is. And I don't care if you're saying right now, I don't have any. If you wake up every morning and brush your teeth, call that in. You are Mm -hmm. doing something for yourself that's empowered. Call your energy in. See yourself doing the thing, feeling the feeling, moving through the motion just automatically because it's who you are. Copy and paste that, of course, energy now into your mental rehearsal. Mm -hmm. You already show up as the woman you are. And now you're going to cast the vote for being the woman who drinks the water. Or yes, of course, I'm being silly about this being your outcome, but it could be a major outcome for you. Yeah. Like being the woman who's hydrated could change everything for you. Totally. I recommend starting small in your mm-hmm. in your mental rehearsal only so you can get a taste of it and a feel of it. And you know, know I want all my listeners drinking water now. They're all going to be like, I'm going to be getting messages about people having to pee all the time. Just so, oh. and I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that, you guys. I want you to have to go to the bathroom more because of this episode. <laughs> You're going to get extra steps in. I am right? I'm giving you the gift of some extra steps. It's a virtuous cycle, right? Like it's all, <laughs> we're spinning upwards. This is all good. Virtuous spiral. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, woman, you like, so not only did you bring value, but you brought energy, you brought energy to this for all of us. Thank you so much. I want to keep talking to you. We're going to have to do another episode. This is how yes, I feel like I say this with I so many, that. like, I just like, it's just like, I could tell we're like scratching the surface and I, I love that your approach you do such a great job of describing and ex- like just using a, even a simple example that anybody could could build on. So I just really appreciate you doing that for us. I just do have one final question for you, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are all about moving things forward here, like moving forward, what matters most, right? And whether it's personal, professional, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm just curious, like what matters most for you in your life or your work right now? And what are you working on to move it forward? Thank you for asking that. Yeah. It's a twofold because I just became a grandma for the very first time. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, So what really matters to me is spending every moment with this beautiful grandbaby. I'm just like (laughs) sniffing a baby head. It's just like, oh, oh. 
Oh my like God. I'm having like such strong feelings right now. Yeah. It just is. It's, it's the most amazing. I'm a mom. I am a fierce. I love being a mom. I am an aunt and that I am fierce and love that. And that was this different level of love. And now I'm a Lala. I am a, I am a Lala. I love it. And this has unlocked a whole different place in me of love that I didn't even know, like, how could it go wider, deeper, whatever. So this is something that I'm extremely focused on in my life right now. However, always what I'm focused on is joy and ease. Hmm. It doesn't have to be like buckets of joy and everything is easy. That's not what I'm saying at all. When I am at the place that there is no joy in something that I'm doing, it's time to pause and say, mm-hmm. hey, where do you get to bring in the joy or why are you doing this? Yeah. Because this is, this is out of alignment yeah. with your core beliefs, joy and ease. This is always, I'm constantly slapping everything in my life. This is the litmus test, joy and ease, joy and ease. And when I say ease, there's lots of things that aren't easy. However, where can I find the ease in it? Can I think a different thought? Yeah. Can I shift the environment a little bit to make... Can I put on some music? Can I exactly get a collaborator? Yeah. 100. That's exactly, exactly it. So joy and ease are how I always move my life forward. And it's continually what I work on. That is amazing. I absolutely love it. So... I know that people are gonna be like, all right, I need more Mindy. So how should they how should they stay in touch with you? What did like what would be the best way for them to get more of you? <laughs> yes, another brand new project that I just finished. Okay. Is a limited series podcast. So it's 10 episodes and I it's saw limited. That. That, that uh-huh. I would love for people to connect with me there because then they're in my community and they can absolutely get a, a much deeper taste. <laughs> And we do have a link for it to it, everybody. So I will make sure that we have that in the show notes for you. I will go click on that link actually right now because <laughs> I want to, I want more Mindy and I know that everybody else does too. So thank you so much for being here. I enjoyed every single, this was, this was joy and ease for me. 100%. Oh, wow, thank you so much. It was so much fun. <laughs> thank you. That was so much fun for me. I love chatting with people who are so knowledgeable and passionate about what they do. And there are so many great nuggets in this discussion. Here are just a few of them. The first, your brain deletes, distorts, and generalizes based on what you believe. I love how punchy this is, I guess, for lack of better term. But the fact that our brain creates all of these filters because we have so much coming at us, but that those filters are based on what you believe. So you've got to pay attention to the things that you believe. The next one is you're always winning the game you're playing but are you playing a game you want to win? So this is similar or related to the first point, which is, you know, our brains are always filtering. And because of that, it's always winning. It's looking for evidence to support the belief you already have. So it's always winning that game. But you gotta make sure that the game that your brain is trying to play is one you actually wanna win. All right, the next one, start looking at some habits in your life that aren't serving you. And then you can reverse engineer that habit to uncover the limiting belief that's getting in your way. This one was especially helpful for me because like I said, I feel like my brain is sneakier about the not so helpful things that it tells me. And so this is a great way for me to look at it is to look at the unhelpful habits that are in my life and then look underneath that to find the limiting beliefs. Fourth, our language matters. There were some brilliant word swaps in this episode. I would love to hear which one was your favorite. And finally, self-compassion is a required ingredient for self-improvement. If you want to dig into so much more from Mindy, check out her limited series podcast, Unconscious to Conscious. And there is a link to that in the show notes. I really want you to check it out and listen to all of it. It's nice because they're all just these quick 14, 15 minute episodes that you can listen to when you have time. All right. So there were some of my takeaways. I want to know what yours are. Go track down the question of the week post on Facebook or Instagram, and you can comment there on what your takeaways were for this episode. And while you're there, of course, answer the question of the week. And that is, what is one way you will show yourself some compassion this week? I cannot wait to hear all about it. Oh, and one more thing. If you know someone that would benefit from hearing this episode, please share it. 
send them a link, post it to your social media spots, whatever. It would mean a lot to me. Okay, that's all for this week. I'll be back with you again next week. Until then, keep moving forward. What matters most? Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today, or uncover free resources over at EliseEnriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.